are back inside the action, ladies and gentlemen, from the break on what is the hottest show on the streets, the best form of Alabama football news, notes, and information you will find anywhere. This right here in my own words, the podcast with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we dive into the conversation of uh, Alabama's defense, most importantly, the Crimson Tide secondary, got to share with you a couple of updates here on Thursday. Nick Saban got a chance to speak with reporters via teleconference. He touched on a number of different things, but he led off with Red Shirt Jr. inside linebacker Markel Benton. Now, this spring, it has been a huge mystery as to why the former four-star from uh, Phoenix City, Alabama, has been left off the updated roster numerous times. And the clarity that was made known was he has currently been suspended, or he's currently suspended from the team. Benton has totaled 33 tackles in 23 career games, but per Saban, he he is currently suspended from the football team, and nothing has changed about that. In other news, Saban dove into uh, the communication still being strong in terms of the staff, the team, and the players, even throughout the uh, global crisis of the coronavirus, the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Coach Saban mentioned how he still has the meetings with the coaching staff via virtual apps, the Zooming app. He has those meetings every morning at 7.30. And along with meeting with the staff, he's still meeting with the team via these virtual apps. They're still having team meetings. So communication is still there. The still back and forth talking, talking and texting with players, with coaches, still there, still very much so in pocket. And the biggest thing within all of this is the sports performance duo of Coach David Ballou and Dr. Matt Ray have been huge positives, very beneficial to the team in terms of the players having the Apple Watches and apps on their phone to dictate the certain workouts they will do each and every day, keeping them up to date, on schedule, on time, in stride of making sure every player, each student athlete is in tip-top peak physical condition. So both of these two have been sort of spearheading these instruments of uh, Although we're in a time of social distancing, how can we make sure that each player is getting the appropriate workout? So big ups there to uh, Coach Ballou and Dr. Ray in being proactive and having these apps on, these Apple Watches and these apps for the phones, these players to make sure they're getting the proper workouts in. So those are just some updates there from the teleconference from Saban on Thursday. But we now jump back into the topic of conversation, that being the Crimson Tide's defense. Now, should we have a football season? And football, very important to everybody out here. And I, for one, am a huge advocate of you don't really know how much stock you put into something until it's no longer there. And at times, we don't like to categorize ourselves and being wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in sports and in particular football. But when sports is not made available to us and when football is not made available to us, we kind of see firsthand 
how much we are invested into it. So prayerfully and hopefully, I believe that we will have a football season coming up here in the fall. And should it happen, in the case of the Alabama Crimson Tide, people are not much so concerned about the offensive side of the ball. I know Tua Tagovailoa gone, Jedrick Wills gone, Jerry Judy gone, Henry Ruggs gone, a lot of big-time pieces gone. But with the experience coming back, with the talent coming back, with the personnel the Crimson Tide has, and with offensive coordinator Steve Sarkeesian sticking around, not too many people are concerned about that side of the football. If you are out and about in the community, if you are talking to Tide fans, or if you are in communication with the people that consume Alabama football, the concern is more so with the defense. How will Alabama's defense look right? Can it go back to being productive, efficient, effective, effective, dominant? Can we see the defense that Alabama was known for having prior to the last two seasons? And just me personally, I see big improvement in terms of the defensive line with Freddie Roach coaching that group. I see improvement on the horizon at the inside linebacker position and at the outside backer position, judging off the talent at both spots. Another year for Pete Golding to get things in order to make that stride, to make that improvement. And also with Sal Sanceri, the talent he will have an outside linebacker, to me, it goes to the defensive secondary. And it's crazy how there have been so many years where the success of Alabama under Nick Saban defensively, it always targets the back five. It always targets the defensive backfield. And I got a chance to speak with Jared Maiden a couple of days ago, former Alabama safety who is preparing for the NFL draft. And he and I sort of talked about how where does this secondary stack up with those of recent seasons? And what does this group remind you of? And Maiden basically told me, uh, this group kind of goes back to the 2018 unit where you have all the talent, all the athleticism, all of the raw capabilities, but this group just has to get the experience, the chemistry, the plays, the connection on the field. And reflecting back on 2018, when Alabama had Deontay Thompson, Xavier McKinney, it had Trayvon Diggs for a few games before he got hurt, and you had to insert Savion Smith into the mix, and it also had Patrick Sertan II. So the talent was there. The raw ability and capability was there. The athleticism was there, but not necessarily the experience. And there's no teacher-like experience. But coming up in this upcoming season, Maiden mentioned to me three guys that will be in the battle for both safety spots. He brought up Daniel Wright, DeMarco Helms, and Jordan Battle. Now, he's still high on Sertan. He still believes that Sertan will have a productive year as he's about to enter his junior season, the money season for Patty Sertan. But the three guys he brought up, Daniel Wright, Jordan Battle, and DeMarco Helms. Now, starting this off here with Daniel Wright, who is entering his red shirt junior year. Just like Mac Jones is in his fourth year in the system offensively at quarterback, Daniel Wright entering his fourth year in the system as the quarterback of a secondary, quarterback of this defense. And 
Here is somebody who came in four-star in the 2017 class out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Boyd Anderson High School. It's 6'1", 190 pounds. He came in not really – he didn't understand the system, kind of a gangly, lengthy, lanky, lanky-looking guy, as I'm trying to say here, but he has matured his body. He has – matured his knowledge of the system. He's done some personal growth. And here is somebody that, you know, Maiden talked about, this is Daniel Wright's year. This is his year. And this is a money year for him in terms of the 2021 NFL draft. And I remember prior to Scott Cochran leaving for the Georgia Bulldogs, he posted a video on Twitter of Wright maxing out in the weight training process. And upon right getting off the weight bench his chest his torso looked like former bama safety mark barron and he's a hard hitter he's a strong tackler he's always had the range he's always had the physical tools just needed to get the system down just needed to make that personal personal growth and mature his body i think Daniel Wright will serve at that strong safety position this upcoming season. When I look at Jordan Battle, a guy that's 6'1", 201 pounds from St. Thomas Aquinas High School in Florida, another guy that has tremendous range, great athleticism, strong playmaking abilities. Of course, we've seen this from how Coach Saban trusted him in the secondary at that safety position this past season. And he's a guy that I feel like will take over at that free safety role. And a guy that, you know, once again, he has those instincts. He has those playmaking skills. He has that that capability of tracking the ball, not just in the middle of the field, but the deepest part of the field, playing those lower thirds, going from sideline to sideline. I was on the field. In Alabama's season opener against Duke, and I saw where Battle went from the left side to the right side of the field, tracked the football, cut off the receiver, and made a huge interception in the end zone, fooling the quarterback on the play. So Jordan Battle, to me, would be that free safety in the upcoming season. Now, when you dive into DeMarco Hellams at six foot one, coming to his sophomore year from the Washington, D.C. area, Here's a, here's a young man that he came in a little bit overweight, according to Maiden. He came in at 213 pounds. He's cut his weight down to 202. So has the quickness to flip his hips, to have the footwork, but he still has the thickness to play inside the box if need be. And here's somebody that will be in the running to uh, – win a starting job at either free or strong safety. But if Battle locks up free safety and Wright locks up strong safety, then what that would lead to Marco Hallams is that dime safety, that dime backer role that McKinney played last season, where you would walk down in the box, play and run support, take on big physical tight ends or plays coming across the middle. And I feel like, DeMarco Hellams can do that. He's a guy that's got a lot of promise, according to Jarrett Mate, and just got to go out there, perform his job, lay hold on that job, and do it effectively and efficiently. So, Bama's got a lot of talent, y'all. 
there's going to be a lot of talent in the secondary when you talk Wright, Battle, Hellams, uh, Josh Joe, Patrick Sertan, Jalen Armour Davis, Marcus Banks. You got some guys in this 2020 class coming in, Brian Branch, uh, Jacquees Robinson. So much talent in that defensive backfield. The question is, can Alabama put the right guys in the right spots? Can they gain that experience? Can they hit that learning curve quickly? And can they play the ball, play the receiver, and just be in the right pocket and trust the techniques given out by head coach Nick Saban? But these three guys, Jordan Battle, DeMarco Hellams, Daniel Wright, they come in, they showcase the potential, they showcase that leadership, they showcase the big playability on the field. I will be definitely looking forward to seeing what this secondary does in the upcoming season. But, folks, we're going to take our final break here on In My Own Words, but don't touch that down. Upon our turn, we dive into settling this debate between uh, Tua Tagovailoa and Joe Burrow once and for all right after this. you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $5.95 per month or pay $49.95 for a full year subscription. That's a saving of almost $22. Make sure to subscribe before it's too late and get our new freshly printed end of the year magazine issue. Go to touchdown Alabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for watching Touchdown Alabama Magazine's YouTube channel. To continue to get the best of the Alabama football content, subscribe here and turn on your notifications to stay connected with the hottest shows covering your Crimson Tide.